Welcome. Welcome back. Welcome. Welcome. Welcome back. Welcome. 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 Uh, I don't know. What's the intro for the show anymore? Is it Yeehaw Buckaroos? Welcome to the Anthony and Todd Show. I'm your host, Vincent Thomas Short, joined by my ever attentive co-host, my best friend, my pal, my cabin mate on uh, Ahoy Radio. Mr. Trevor Abley, how are you doing today? Ahoy, ahoy. Ahoy, 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 ahoy. That's what um, Mr. Burns says when he answers the phone. You ever watch like the old episodes? There's one where they teach Mr. Burns how to watch or how to use the phone and he picks it up and goes, ahoy, ahoy. And then he does that for like the rest of the series. But then I found out why and it was like the reason that we say hello or whatever, like when we answer the phone was totally different because Alexander Graham Bell wanted everybody to say ahoy. <laughs> like, he wanted to be, like, very nautical. And I think that's why he says that. Yeah, uh, I didn't know that this term comes from Alexander Graham Bell, but uh, I think we need to change our name because fuck Alexander Graham Bell. Yeah, he was I, uh, racist. <laughs> he was a big piece of poop along with Thomas Edison. Did even invent the light bulb was, like, Elon Musk and this shit was a part of a team who created the light bulb. <laughs> They've got some hard opinions about ancient inventors. inventors. Well, ancient. <laughs> ancient inventor would be like the guy who invented the wheel. Da Vinci. <laughs> yeah. Da Vinci was cool. Yeah, he was. Have you ever played Assassin's Creed? <laughs> yeah. I know all about that. So, yeah, this is our, uh, I don't know if you can tell, this is our uh, top. 10 best songs and best albums of the year, best of 2022 list. We're keeping it casual this year. Uh, and I think it's better that way. I wanted to keep it kind of contained because I felt like if I didn't set certain parameters for myself, it would just be a top 100 list for everything. And I would stop every song that came out this year that I liked. And that's usually not really interesting. Um, so we're going to keep it concise. We got top 10 songs, top 10 albums. I, I, I have top 11 for both. Cause oh, I, I also have an honorable mention for both, which I guess is my 11th. But you don't have to do 11th. If it's your honorable mention. I don't mention. care. I'm just talking about them. And okay. I also have a favorite EP and a favorite cover. Favorite cover? Not album cover, like song cover. I, I'm, I have a favorite cover, too. It's my comforter. Nice. Yeah. Take cover. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You ready to get into the best music of the year? Yeah. Yeah, uh, uh, let's do a little production. Uh, we did this like back in 2017, and that was a little bit fun. So let's do it again. Just a little fun. Yeah, it was just a little just bit a fun. Little Not bit too fun. much, because if it's too much, we'd be, we'd be I'd OD. Be, I'd be jumping off the walls. <laughs> I'd be bouncing off this. You window would be die lit album cover. Bouncing off this uh, second story window <laughs> <laughs> like probably Playboy Cardi. Um, but what do you, I? I'm trying to predict what your best album is, and you try to predict what my best album is and best song. Okay. I think the I don't know this for sure. This is a wild pick, but just because you vibe with it so much this year, I think your favorite album is Kurt Vile. Okay. I or it might be Soul Glow too, but you, I remember you really liking that Kurt Vile record. I think your favorite album is going to be Funk Wave Bounces too. Yes, you're right. <laughs> I, I know I am. I know. You're uh, so. Speaking of, I did listen to that record, and I did not like it and i was i mean this is just a total echo chamber for the rest of the internet that album just sucked and it's <laughs> i think it hurt so much because the original funk wave bounces was like pretty good 
Yeah, that had slide on it, right? It slide. It had uh, feels on it yeah. as well. Just a lot of really good tracks. <laughs> and I don't know how he dropped the ball so hard. Well, because he 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 couldn't bring out the bangers at the beginning because then he had to uh, let someone sample his music. And we may or may not get into that in my best songs. So let's get to the best songs. I was songs. so close. I was so close um, to doing that. So uh, you want to go first? For best songs? Yeah, just in any order. However so I'm wanna... going in totally alphabetical order. I don't have any sort of favorite best song. Because um, I feel like songs are just such a such a grab bag. Because that whole album doesn't have to be good. And the artist doesn't even have to be good. But bad artists that you don't really like can put out good songs. And so I don't really have a favorite because these all serve different purposes. But my very first one in alphabetic order was uh, Sub-Zero by Action Bronson and The Alchemist. <laughs> I love the song. It goes so hard. Um, I love that bass line. Bronson's lyrics are so smooth. It just reminds me of like old Bronson. Uh, is, is, that, is that the song where he's like, I need to speak to Pitbull. I have some things we would need to talk about or something. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think so. Does he say Diddy Dance in that track? Don't make me hit you with a Diddy dance. Yeah, that was on uh, Latin Grammy. God damn it! I love that one. Though. All Action Bronson songs kind of just melt together. In my this head. is the one where he says, "Flying through the buffet, chicken wings flying every which way or whatever." I love these. Dude, I love MF Doom. I love his lyrics. It, they're so funny. Alchemist does a real bang up job on here. They're just a, a match made in heaven. Love this song. Okay, you, you, you could just, just go through. Just keep going? Just keep going, and anytime I want to chip in, I'll chip in. Yeah, you got it. All right, next one, uh, Black Country, New Road, Goodwill Hunting. This is probably my favorite track off of Ants From Up There. Um, it's my most listened to song of the year. I love how there's so many rises and falls in this track with Isaac's vocals. They're so desperate and yelpy and so niche, but everything feels very earned. Mm-hmm. It doesn't feel like he's doing it for no reason. Everything feels so earned and soaring when you get to the end. Uh, just infinitely sing-alongable to love yeah. this song. Next, Black Midi, Welcome to Hell. Uh, first single from Hellfire. Love this one. This was the direction I wanted Black Midi to, to go in. This was um, what made me super hopeful for Hellfire. And I love the way that it talks about this concept of like war being hell. And it's all toward through like these old world storytelling kind of way and yeah. then we get into this looney tunes like crazy stuff happening i just picture it as like a poster of uncle sam yelling at you yeah kind of i'm thinking of like an old war film like you're watching it like convincing you to go to war and they're like hey this is gonna suck but sometimes you have time off and you just get to like be a menace <laughs> to society um i love this track but yeah i'll get more into that um later. Spoiler. Primus. Uh, it, not Primus, but it, it has like that weird. No, I totally get guitar like franticness. It reminds me of Primus, but also like a an off kilter residence track. Just something that like rattles the bones, you know, real skeleton like music. <laughs> yeah. Without the trombone required, if you know what I mean. Yes. You know what I mean. <laughs> oh, yes. Uh, d- big fan of this one. I was a little. Um disappointed that we didn't get to see the saxophone when we saw them live yeah um we saw it that one time in hell when we actually went to hell in the world's hottest venue which is in cleveland (laughs) ohio apparently in a bowling alley yes uh big fan of this track but like i said i'll get into that later next up daniel rosin from grizzly bear shadow in the frame um great folk cut this just 
is so well written. Again, the rising and the falls, the the rubato that he takes so many liberties with the tempo, these stops and starts, um, the oboe and the classical instruments that come through, the bassoon come through like at the end, uh, just so nice. This reminds me of like a big windstorm sweeping across the plane. Uh, it's just a beautiful track. Yeah, I didn't really, I, I, I really enjoyed that album, but I didn't get to spend enough time with it this year. That's mm-hmm. one of the ones I want to go back to and listen because I was like, I didn't spend enough time with Lit to, put it on my list no, but i, totally I do agree. have a really fond memory of how everything just yeah you said swells but i i just like it flows like nothing else that yeah. i've heard this year it's it's really uh beauty and it's like an actual beautiful piece like, it really is yeah it's like a new age classical without being so um hoity-toity i guess yeah in a way uh, next up, Darko the Super, I need a haircut too, one for the biz. <laughs> uh, we've been saying for years that Darko is like taking up the mantle of Biz Marquee, but I feel like this time he really just takes the bull by the horns, and this is it. This is like his final transformation. <laughs> he does the sample that got Biz in so much trouble. He references all of his past lyrics, and I feel like the his own lyricism that he brings to the table, the, the kind of melancholy feel of him missing his hero, but also just being super goofy as well. They mash up so well. Um, I love this track. I love like the group vocals. I love the uh, reverb yeah. effect he puts at the end of his verses. I just, I can't say enough about this track. I love it. As soon as I heard it, I listened to it on repeat for days. Yeah. I was debating putting this one on here, but I, I had to pick a different cut uh, because uh, I, I, this was a great cut. I thought, found one to be a little bit more enjoyable this year. If you picked what I think that you picked, I think that I debated that one as well. We'll find out later. Yeah. Uh, Next up, Heidi Ho, Jack White, and (laughs) Q-Tip. One of the funniest collabs of the year, and it works so well. This is like Jack White um, treading some new ground. He's never afraid to, like, try new things, and this one worked out so well. Um, Yeah, so it's based on the scat phrase sung by Cab Calloway in the song Mini Moocher, which is like a song from like the 30s. It's from like a cartoon. Yeah, and uh, it's sampled by Jaden Smith in uh, Icon. (laughs) But in this, it's like none of these things should have worked at all. This should be like some cringy shit that like didn't work on Boarding House Reach. Um, While while I've come to like warm on that record as time goes on, none of this should have worked. And it's honestly one of the most addicting and fun tracks of the year uh just q-tip added with his verse like q-tips just like that perfect feature because he just brings a huge amount of energy to the track yeah that's another thing i feel like jack white and q-tip are too like they're not old by any means especially jack he's not old by any means but these are some of like the older guard musicians that adapt really well to new concepts and new sounds yeah and both of them together is just a real it's a real treat honestly Something I never, ever thought would work. I saw that it was coming out, and I was like, this is going to be terrible. <laughs> it was awesome. <laughs> Very yeah. good. Uh, next up, Kendrick Lamar, The Heart Part 5. I'm a huge sucker for The Heart series. I loved Part 4 when it came out uh, 2016, six years ago, seven years yeah. ago. Yeah. Um, We're getting old. <laughs> seriously can we stop this can we stop aging (laughs) uh but i i loved part four and i feel like this heart series that he's been doing uh this track got me so hyped for mr morale and while i don't think that that's really a record 
to get hyped about. I think that Kendrick used one of his like best beats, his best grooves, the best background vocals, uh, some of his like best ad libs to really just sum up everything and be like, "Hey guys, this is the thesis statement on my record." Do with that what you will and enjoy. Yeah. And I feel like this Heart series is always so good at getting me hyped up for the next record and just perfectly encapsulates everything that he's about to elaborate on in his record without going too far into detail. It's just like little touchstones of what he wants to talk about. Yeah, if you haven't listened to the Heart series, uh, especially 2 and 4, fantastic. 2 especially, even though that's like a earlier Kendrick cut yeah. and it uses a Roots beat, it's fucking fantastic uh but yeah uh, this was the only single from Mr. morale like before the album came out and i think that was such a smart move and i think putting it as a bonus track was like the smartest decision that you could ever make it kind of reminds me of saint pablo in a sense yeah um where that was kind of like a thesis statement of the record that came out after the fact so it was executed better here yeah but um i i think those two tracks are like pretty similar uh, next, I've got Hey Like a Child from Kurt Vile. That's what your prediction was, but I just I could not get enough of this. Uh, it's such an easygoing folk rock cut. I love uh, Kurt's guitar playing. I think he's a great, great guitarist. And the just kind of laid-back nature of this track puts you in such a, such a good mood. It's a perfect, like, summer day or kind of fall track. Um, I just love this one. I listen to it a lot. Yep. Not much to say about it. It's not groundbreaking or anything, but it's just really enjoyable. Yep. Uh, next up, Soul Glow. I debated two tracks, but I ultimately picked my probably favorite of the two, Jump or Get Jumped by the Future. Ooh. I love this track. Um, so fun. So frantic. If you um, actually take the time to, like, you can't listen to the lyrics. you got to, like, read them <laughs> yeah. to understand what's going on. Like, the delivery is so crazy it's just got like uh getting the crap beat out of you it's yeah like, uh, donkey kong beating the snot out of mario <laughs> in the trailer yeah it's like uh donkey kong you know where and it's smash the most recent one his charge up ability where he's winding up his arm for a big punch That's... i'm thinking more like um do you ever play brawl yeah do you remember when you like get the fan and you could just go up to somebody and go bah, 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 yeah. and, like they couldn't get away <laughs> that's what it feels like in this track it's like just getting pummeled uh by Sogo. they are just absolutely insane uh the music video is really funny it's like a whiplash callback where they're like hey how's it feel to be the only white guy in soul glow <laughs> and the other three guys are just like yelling him and abusing him <laughs> um and at the end it shows it was all a dream and they actually all sleep in the same bed <laughs> very very funny uh for a track that's like not funny and very politically charged uh i just i love the energy that soul glow brings I, i'll talk about this later again but uh this is probably my favorite track this is the one that sold me on the record yeah and then my final track in my top 10 was uh is this is are any of these like your top top no i don't have one okay you don't have top song i have have a top song okay no yeah this is just like i said at the beginning this is all like just they all serve different purposes oh yeah and i like them i like them all like my children they're all my favorite (laughs) Uh, my last one is Flood by Stella Donnelly. Oh, yeah. This was a uh, recommendation from my buddy Coop. And I feel like this is just uh, like Hey Like a Child, I guess. This is kind of a laid-back track. But this one, I feel, just has this twinge of optimism to it. Yeah. It's just like the shining light. It's it's beautiful. It reminds me of a, a morning sunrise. I really like this track. I think Stella's voice is beautiful. Um, this is the one that I, 
again, sold me on the record in full. But I found myself coming back to this one over and over again if I ever felt down or felt a little sad and I needed a little pick-me-up. This was this was a great track to turn to. It's a frail, like, kind of... Uh, I don't want to say cheesy. What's the but quirky kind of like indie pop, but yeah. it's done right. It's like a Courtney Barnett, but it's not as like doesn't feel as gimmicky. It feels more honest and yeah, yeah. It's definitely very melodic. There's like one specific bridge in this song. It only happens one time, and I just think it is gorgeous. It comes after the first verse, and every time I hear that, I'm just like ascend <laughs> um but but yeah those are my top 10 i do have a couple honorable mentions i could not choose between these three uh, but i had uh palaces featuring damon albarn by flume uh it's such a crazy cut that it even worked kind of reminds me of the jack white and q-tip yeah. cut. uh bad habit steve lacy i love this track uh, not much to say, but it just transcends. Yeah, know. it's a very fun pop song. It is not the most creative song he's put out this year. It's a very fun pop song. No, exactly. Like, it's just, it's just I feel like, like it's just solid. It's solid as Iraq. Yeah, uh, it's Iraq. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then very my last... political commentary from Trevor over here. Yeah. <laughs> and then my my last um, was Greatest Hits by by jockstrap i like this one a lot yeah. i have tons of other tracks i have one other specific one that i could talk about that is on my list like honorable mention but i i think you'll talk about it and then my favorite cover of the year uh special shout out was uh cheek faces anna ing cover yeah i love that track <laughs> it does cheek face some real good to uh, kind of break out of their mold a little bit and show their show their um influences on their sleeve i feel like the this is the definitive version of this track. No hate to They Might Be Giants. I love the original, but they put like a definitive ending on that, and it does uh, wonders for the track as a whole. But just a just a great timeless melody. I love, love that cover. Okay, so now we're going to get into my top 11 songs. No particular order. They're just kind of all over the place. Some of these Trevor kind of already talked about. Uh, first one, we got Viagra Boys with Ain't No Thief. He, you just have the same stuff. We we have the exact same stuff. It's not a coincidence. I'm no thief. Just because I have the same lighter as you doesn't mean I stole it. Do you think he stole or do you think they do have the same stuff? <laughs> Definitely it's implied that he stole because it's like customized I'm stuff. just asking, do you think that he stole it or do you believe it? I don't think Sebastian Murphy would steal. I think the character in the song potentially stole that's fair but sebastian murphy's a good boy i don't want to think the worst of him so i i think that he's being honest (laughs) but yeah this is just like the weirdly enough the one song this reminds me of and it's not like completely different genre because this is more like post-punky like punk rocky uh with some electronic influences is nine inch nails closer i don't know why it reminds me of that it's the same type of like even though that's industrial rock and this is a completely different thing, it's the same type of like energy being poured in through the drums and the synths and just like everything being blended together in this like chaotic mess that's equally parts danceable. I I don't know why it makes me think of that, but yeah, this is just chaotic. It's basically all you want from Viagra Boys: chaotic, uh, messy, uh, instrumentally palette, uh, the the pa- diverse has a diverse palette taste to it and it's just absolutely bonkers and insane and he just talks about how he has same stuff and it's a lighter with shrimp on it or something like that shrimp city beach 1993 <laughs> <laughs> and i was dipping my toes in the sand man 
Like you could just do a Bray Wyatt impression, and then that's just Sebastian Murphy. <laughs> Every once in a while, the Swedish like slips through in his voice, but most of the time it doesn't. It's almost like American South Southwest kind of accent. Yeah. Uh, next on my list, we already talked about this one, so I'm not going to really go into it. Heidi Ho uh, by Jack White featuring Q-Tip. Awesome track. Amazing. Uh, an ambitious crossover that should have failed immediately, but it worked out perfectly. Next, uh, very odd, or like an odd picked, which uh, I don't think we really talked about this much. I think I played the song once on Ahoy Radio, but nothing more than that. Uh, Robo Corbert, I need a language assistant or a speech assistant. Could someone get me speech classes? Yeah. I think I need then you'll those. Be able to I speak like Obama. Oh, that's cool. Uh, no, Joe Biden's the one with the lisp. Oh no, Obama gave good speeches. <laughs> uh, let me be clear. <laughs> but a uh, Robo Cobra Quartet with Wellness. Uh, it's a. They're not a quartet. They have six members. They're a Belfast-based post-punk band, which mixes like jazz with their post-punk. And uh, the frontman Chris W. Ryan does this like. MC Paul Barman like nerdy performance where he's talking about all like the stupid things that he does to improve his lifestyle like he has a salt lamp he uh tests his urine pH when he goes into work he fist bumps all 17 members of his staff he has like he has like these special blue titting two blue tint blocking glasses so he doesn't like have the special light just like all these absurd like like uh new medicine type techniques you know like crystals and shit like that yeah and it's just all absurd but it it plays out in this really like nerdy but just so well played out the the saxophones on this are crazy like they bra- they're essentially just brawling on the track. <laughs> like it's just these two saxophones just fighting each other, which works so well. Uh, yeah, it's just it's spoken word. I like the album that this came from. Um, but I think this is definitely like the crowning jewel. The crowning jewel of like what more they should push to. Maybe not being like as gimmicky as this is, but bringing the same chaotic energy because mm-hmm. I think it works out really well. Next. I got Black Country New Road with the place he inserted the blade. Uh, this is my favorite cut because I feel like it's just Isaac Wood going off. Uh, I think you could say the same thing Trevor said up good yeah. Will Cunning. Um, it's just, it's well-deserved. It's bold. It's big. It's so, like, well-structured and put out. And Isaac Wood's vocals are just the icing on the cake. Like, not to, like, give him too much praise because I think the band's just going to do just fine without him. Like, I don't, I don't think he's, like... He's a good artist, but he doesn't make Black Country New Road, Black Country New Road. Like, he makes... I think that's what makes them recognizable. Yeah. But I don't think that that's what makes them successful. Yeah, if that makes sense. But yeah, I love this cut. This is, like, the cut I sing along to the most in my car. I just think it's absolutely uh, fun. It doesn't take much for you to full, get fully invested in the song. And that's why I always like, because Spotify would always play it randomly for me, or it would just be on an old playlist I have, or it would pop up somehow. But I never, like, I, I never had a second thought of, like, oh, I don't need to, like, if this is on the background, like, I'm not fully invested in it, if that makes sense. Like, it's always, like, it finds a way to creep in, yeah. which is always really nice. Yeah, I get that. That's kind of how I feel about Good Will Hunting as well. As like, uh, I don't know, this this album in itself, 
well, like spoiler, I'll talk about it later. But um, I feel like it has a lot of like single, single potential, in a way that. Uh, for the first time did not yeah and i think that makes it so much more accessible i think like most of the songs on here are just singles well they yeah they were they were released no like they just but like the other ones that didn't make it as singles i they easily could have been yeah um next i got black country or not black country black midi with welcome to hell uh, talked about this. Uh, it's just a Uncle Sam poster yelling at you to uh, enlist in the Navy. Join the war. <laughs> uh, after that, we have Alex G with Blessing. This is like a song I had on repeat so much. I it Alex G found like a weird new way to replace Lo-Fi. Because <laughs> I feel like this is as like it fits the same aesthetic as Lo-Fi but it's something new and experimental, which I really like. So it has these like bright, fuzzy, like, like wave tsunami, like wave sense that like blast over you that completely like rattle your core. And then you have these hushed, like whispered vocals, like almost like it's a fucking 21 Savage track <laughs> and it, it shouldn't work, but it's like one of the most catchy songs of this year. Um, I, yeah. And it, like just because everything's so odd it it fills that void of lo-fi if you know what i mean like if it's like he's making these like bedroom tracks but he's putting like a new perspective on it yeah that's kind of what he's done for a while it's um i did really like this track just to jump in a little bit and the album specifically i think um had a lot of great cuts on i really liked the album but it's it's so clear to me after this came out that alex g is going to I think revolutionized the way that we think about lo-fi and bedroom pop. Yeah. And I, I think that's just what, based on what he's doing here. Yeah. I, I think it's incredible. Next we got gorillas with cracker Island featuring thundercat. That's where you live. <laughs> <laughs> Get me off of cracker Island. I want to go to pretzel land. <laughs> um, yeah, this is it. The, I think the best gorillas tracks are ones that pay homage to like everything they've done correctly in the past. That's what made sound machines so good. This one takes me straight back to uh human or not humans. Um, <laughs> demon days. <laughs> I fucked up there. Yeah. I'm going to be crucified for that one, but it takes me right back to demon days. Just like how electronic and bumping the sound is and how minimal Damon is and then how well the features are incorporated thundercat like i would have loved to see the bass go a little bit more harder but he does a terrific performance his high-pitched vocals like are higher pitched than Damon, uh or at least more ambitious than Damon because Damon's more monotone uh really brings out a vibrancy in the track like nothing else that came out this year and it's just this nice contrast between the two that works out so well uh when when i heard thundercat was gonna do a track i thought it was gonna be more like a like a typical thundercat track like a little bit more mellower and i I was thinking maybe something like dragon ball durag but it's nice that we got just like the most cartoony-ish track possible um, out of them because it works they work so well together yeah i this. didn't particularly like this one when i first heard it and then it grew on me so much probably the biggest growth like most improved award would go to <laughs> cracker island um it grew on me so much and i also find it really ironic how often thundercat now is featured on vocals alone maybe not alone but like primarily for vocals 
versus base, which is like what he started out as. Yeah. And arguably like maybe more talented as. Yeah. I think when you put Thundercat, people expect vocals. Now they do because yeah. he's just got such a unique sound that really plays in well for him. Uh, next, I got Darker the Super and Hike Keach, but I picked My Arms Bend Back. That was the one I went with because it was, it's just the catchiest song. It's the song that got most infected into my head this year. Um, the hook, my arms bend back, my arms, my arms in the black lodge. I said that so many times throughout the entire year. It's like, it was just like this parasite that would keep on infecting my brain. This is the one song where it show. I, I think this is the best song where it showcases that contrast I talked about uh, in the interview we did with Darko and Height, where it's just like Darko is an outsider of like character, Height is an outsider of style, if that makes sense. And how those two blend together perfectly and like the in-between space between those two realms is is perfect. Because you got Darko like rapping, being goofy, and you got Height doing his like non-traditional it's it's spoken I would say spoken word, but still hip hop. I mean he's rapping, that's yeah. not what that is. He's rapping, but I don't think that he's totally sold on rapping. Yeah. Um so it offers up maybe a different you're right, like style choice, I yeah. guess. But uh, it has one of my favorite lines of the year in the song with uh, I can't stand at a standstill. Tom McDonald CDs landed in a landfill. <laughs> <laughs> that just li- that line likes, makes me laugh all the time. Uh, and yeah, I just love this cut. It's a great cut. Uh, fun hook, fun verses, nice style difference. Just everything you want in a, like a collaboration between your two artists. Something that like takes the artist in different places, which is mm-hmm. nice. Uh, next I got open my eagle with I'll fight you. Uh, this is another long, which just snuck into my head. Like for most of the year, uh, I love up. This is just like a, a crash course in a while. Open my eagle is just so great. Just like, it's a fun tune. It's complex, but it's also at the same time, like doesn't take itself too seriously. And it has like a wide array of all the stylistic choices and influences that make up open Mike Eagle and his art rap style. Mm-hmm. Uh, especially the wrestling references. There's one, there's two back to back on this uh, with my mind choose like a Rottweiler sun rises at Doc Weiler sit on your face or sit on your back. Like Scott Steiner dis on a track, like shots fired. I paint it black, like Rob Piper. <laughs> <laughs> Just those are, golden wrestling references uh in this track and so much fun um and i can't get enough of this song uh and then finally uh before my my top pick i have the northern boys you gotta mention i i i was (laughs) trusted i was gonna exclude them but i was like i listen to the song so much it's so like this is the most fun i have with a song this year just because it's so goofy it is gimmicky i will say because they're just a bunch of old dudes from i would say great britain but they could be from ireland uh, i don't yeah, know they're british <laughs> <laughs> but uh the northern boys is the duo of patrick carney jr and norman pay what do you mean duo well they rap trio. <laughs> kev dances he's in the background well, i love kev you don't you don't hear him dance though i love kev it's so funny <laughs> uh they're part of the sindhu world like record label and that's like Pete and Bass's. Basically, anybody old gets and, on the label. Yeah, you have to be 65. Once you qualify for Medicare, you qualify for Sindhu World. Yeah, this like Norman Payne is trying to be like the most hardcore 
rapper ever to exist. Like he's trying to spit core core bars, but they're all so funny. <laughs> just so like you can't take anything he says seriously. And then Patrick Hardy Jr. is just like a complete jokester on this track. And it's just like every line is just like it's not just the gimmick of that they're old. It's just like these are actually fun verses over top uh uh um uh, Calvin Harris beat Susceptible in the 80s uh, sample and yeah it, it, again and it's also a good example I said this for many years now hip hop needs more group vocals as many group vocals as you can fit into a cut as possible they do I, I totally agree and you gotta do it live like you can't do it in post like they it feels like they were both in the room they have to be on the mic everybody yeah. has to be on the mic at the same time yeah like you have to peak like uh wells fargo that uh dreamville cut so with jid and earth gang like so you have to good. physically be peaking the mic everyone has to be in the room like touch together i yeah i love that track i almost put it on here and then i was like I bet you're going to put it on there, so <laughs> we can talk about it then. But I, this is such a funny track, and it's funny because they're just talking about how bad their lives are. <laughs> like, or like in, how miserable they are. In just the like, UK, like just how terrible everything is, but they're still just like rapping and having a good time, <laughs> and Pat is just, or Kev is just smiling the whole time dancing. <laughs> the visuals make it so much better, but I like listening to it because like, so, number one, they use other people's beats. They do not produce for themselves, <laughs> and that is hilarious. It's so funny because I don't think anybody would ever, like, bother to stop them because <laughs> they're just old, and they're, like, bringing in numbers. <laughs> like, they're not even using other people's, like, SoundCloud beats. They're using popular songs <laughs> that everybody knows and rapping over them. <laughs> it's so funny. Number two, the fact that, like, they are old and talking about, like, all their like terrible health problems and like their marriage problems or you know whatever how terrible things are over yeah. there is so funny and number three their delivery is what just sells the whole thing yeah this is like what separates them from someone who would be doing because they like actually have a good pacing a good flow good charisma chemistry together the charisma and the chemistry are the big ones because you can get any, like, old guy that comes out and raps. Like, this is what separates the Northern Boys from, like, Pants on the Ground guy. Like, yeah. they both basically use the same gimmick. People you wouldn't expect to rap are rapping. Or, like, the Illumination animated grandma dance party scene, yeah. right? What separates those things? The charisma of the Northern Boys. Yeah. They're selling their performance. I would even say they're better in and bass. Pete and Boz. Oh, I think they're better than yeah Pete and because Boz. they like no disrespect I think, to Pete and Boz. I like Pete and Boz, yeah. but I think that I think that the Northern Boys are just selling that performance more. They're angry. They're just they're they're not grumpy old men. They're like irate old men. They're yeah, like so angry. You like don't take everything they say seriously, but there's a genuinity or like a genuineness in like saying they want to kill themselves or they want to like stab people <laughs> it's just yeah, like they're actually, just irate they're like my wife wants me to die <laughs> and you think that's not true but there's this little voice in the back of your mind that says i think that might be a little true <laughs> every every line they say it's I just have that. it's like it's turned up to 11 so like <laughs> in real life it's probably like a two but here it's 11 yeah we uh, love the northern boys <laughs> Final statement. <laughs> uh, okay, now my favorite song of the year. Oh, that wasn't it. 
no that <laughs> that that i can't close. i i can't for my credibility i would be canceled fantana would cut my ass off <laughs> yes and then put it on his head his bald head he would just use my butt cheeks as his, as his head if that makes sense <laughs> he uses it as like a cap <laughs> that sounds like did you ever watch Pawn Stars? <laughs> Does that happen on Pawn Stars? No, the old that man, up? Uh, one episode, the old man says something like, Chumley, I'm going to kick your butt so hard you'll have to wear it as a hat. <laughs> I think about that a lot. <laughs> uh, but moving forward to my favorite song of the year, uh, it's Soul Glow, Who Gonna Beat My Ass, uh, Gold Chain Gold Punk. Chain punk. This is a song I listened to the most this year, I feel like, and it was the song that like I always wanted to listen to because it's just like it is complete rowdy and unhinged and just like anti-authority and also like anti like almost self-respect. <laughs> it's more just like um it, it it just it like I guess it's not as it's probably the least political cut on here, I would say. Of, off the Sogol record, but it's also just like the more anti-authoritative. It's like it doesn't give a fuck. This is like what hardcore punk should be. It's yeah, almost yeah. Just like, this is like more, more punk from like the '80s than like Green Day punk. Yeah, it's it's Dead Kennedys. With like, there's so many eras of punk to this, but there's like a pop punk hook, style hook. There's uh like Dead Kennedys and style uh, Dead Kennedys um. Uh, Black Flag inspired like hardcore instrumentation. There's more mon- contemporary punk mm. performances and like everything's just blended together. And there's like hip hop. I would say um, hip hop elements being blended into with some like the shouting and yeah. stuff like that. Less so in this track, but definitely a little uh, like some dripponomics for one. Yeah, big one. But uh, yeah, it's just it's great. Pierce Jordan's vocals. It's just like, he's just screaming. Like he, he has a range where he's just like, he goes full, like screaming. Then he gets a little bit more melodic with the verses or a little bit more like spoken wordy second, or like I'll say a line and it's more talky. And it's just like the ver the variety to his performance is what makes it so fun. Also like the variety of the hooks. Cause you got like the who gun beat my ass, but you also got like, can I live? Can I live? Like at the beginning. Oh, this progresses from part to part to part so fast, but it works so seamlessly. That guitar at the beginning, well, first off, it starts with the <laughs> kind of thing. The bong noise. <laughs> at the very beginning. <laughs> that's the Apex Twin sound that you did. Yeah, that's the only way you can um, recreate it. But it's to like the the drums at the very beginning. Of yeah. the, um, I think just those little touches are what makes the song so good. Yeah. It's, Everything works together so well. It's just, it blends. It's, I'm going to get into this one when we may, I may talk about the Soul album, potentially, maybe. But uh, it's, it's every era of punk. Every like subgenre or thing that you would want in punk is here. And that's what makes it so perfect. Mm-hmm. Like you got melodic, you got like pop punk, post punk uh hardcore elements and it's like it switches through them at a dime to the point where it's like <laughs> it goes at a breakneck pace and like later on in the album it's very hard to keep up <laughs> like it's just it doesn't know when to like not move to the next thing yeah uh and that's why it's my, gold chain punk's my favorite song of the year who gonna be my ass is incredible 
And, uh, yeah, let's get into these best albums. Let's not waste any time. Uh, if you want, do you want me to go first this time or do you want? I, ch- I don't care. What? Uh, so do you want me to go first? Sure. Go ahead. Okay. Okay. So my first album, uh, this will be kind of weird because I literally did not say a single word about this record and it came out pretty recently. It's, uh, a deem the artist with white trash revelry. This is something that, uh, I very rarely get any sort of like good recommendations from Fantano anymore. Uh, just I'm at that point in, like my music listening journey. I feel like you might be able to relate. Where like the things that he talks about on his channel are things that like I already knew were coming out, or artists that I already knew of, but I very rarely like discovered new things on his channel. And this was one of them. This review came out a couple weeks ago, and it was a yellow flannel. So I like checked it out, and it was incredible. Um, one of my favorites of the year, obviously. Deem the artist is uh, a country singer non-binary oh okay so, now i was like i think i know what you're talking about but i couldn't remember that was the one that's been on my list for a little bit because of a uh, spectrum pulse he put out an album either last year or two years ago and fantano mentions that in the review but i also remember that album spectrum it, pulse is who gave fantano yeah. the recommendation so yes. like i i remember hearing that album and i never got around to it and then there's this new album i never got around to it yeah yeah so i i didn't know anything about adeem but um this album is just incredible. Um, it pays so much homage to like older country styles. It's doesn't fall into this trap of like new country. I don't know. It's like how much I liked Otis last year yeah. or two years ago, whenever, like I, whenever the album came out, we missed it, but, um, came around to some of the songs on there or like Dougie pool or, uh, even, Going a little more mainstream, like Sturgill Simpson or Chris Stapleton or uh, Nikki Lane. I love these like alt country stars, and Adeem, I feel like just channels that so well. They uh, offer this very unique perspective on the record as like a non-binary person in country music. Um, their songs are so well written; just the storytelling elements uh, are so honed in and well crafted. There's not a wasted line in any of this. Um, just you can move from big idea to big idea and also like very slice of life, personalized style songs over. uh, I mean, I think pretty well, well done playing like very skilled playing. Um, I just was blown away by how much I liked this record. A good country album for me is hard to come by, but uh, this one really fit the bill very well. Um, Also, there's a companion piece. It's like not music, but um, it's an essay that a wrote about their childhood. And it is fascinating. And I feel like that just made me appreciate the record even more. So if you ever get around to listening to it, um, that poem or, or essay is on Bandcamp. So make sure you read that as well. Uh, next, I've got black country, new road answer up there. I was really debating putting this on there. Cause I was like, I don't really know if I like this that much, but then I started to really think about it and kind of, re-listen to my favorite cuts and I was like there's just too much good stuff on this record that I can't not put it on here there's maybe only one song I don't like and I'm looking at it right now on your screen it's Haldern I don't I don't really like Haldern how 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 Halbert the um Meta Knight's yeah. ship <laughs> yeah nice <laughs> uh, but there's so many so many excellent cuts on here from Chaos Space Marine and Concord like so totally different styles but they just nail it every time Um, i love these slow burns like snow globes i love the original version of basketball shoes talking about charlie xcx (laughs) tell me who 
Tell me here who can. What does Kanye say? Tell me here. Tell me who out here can relate. <laughs> I don't think you should be quoting Kanye at this time. That's I don't think such, that's very good for your career. Such a funny line. Anyway, um, yeah, I feel like Isaac. This is he like knew this would be the swan song. I'm really disappointed that I didn't get to see Black Country New Road this year. Um, I had tickets lined up with Coop, and we it got canceled because Isaac dropped out and now he works in a cake shop and i hope he's doing well <laughs> i wish does he actually work best. in a cake shop <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah that's like on a band statement they're like hey for anybody wondering about isaac he's working in a bakery he's working in a cake shop and he's very happy <laughs> it's like hey yeah we sent your dog to a farm and he's <laughs> very happy <laughs> he's a, yeah he's running around with all the other dogs <laughs> very, very happy life I think it's really funny. I think they killed him. <laughs> I think so. The cake shop is code for uh, murder. <laughs> the he's in the cake shop in the sky now. <laughs> but yeah, I, I, that sounds like a, that sounds like a Black Country New Road title, <laughs> kind of. Yeah, or something that they'd mention. Um, everything I feel like everything on this record is just so well earned. Everything that um, I maybe disliked on the last record has much improved up to this point their songwriting has gotten better the lyrics have gotten less pretentious albeit slightly but still a step in the right direction um i just i don't know there's so many good tracks on here that i couldn't leave it off my list um up next hike keach and darko the super you gotta have friends uh shout out to darko he put out a lot of really great records this year one of them being the meeting place but unfortunately, I haven't been able to spend as much time with that one as I have with this collab album. Um, and Hype put out a bunch of music, this, or he put out another album yeah, this year. Yeah, he put out Make a, Your Own Light as which well. Which is also incredible, and it's also noteworthy in its own right, but we don't have time to talk about it. Exactly. Today. Yeah, there's just there's so limited time, and every year I just feel like, which Darko record will make my list <laughs> this year? And it's always one of them, but um, it's whatever one I get to spend the most time with. And this is this was the one. There are so many great cuts on here from the crazy ones like you gotta have friend or uh, sorry, my arm's been back or um superstar. Uh, specifically I really like expensive ugliness. Yeah. Thirty inch zenith. There are yeah. so many good ones. Uh, and how these guys are just going bar you know, bar to bar with each other, just toe to toe the whole time, keeping up with one another, trying to outdo the other one. Heights production is incredible, and it shows so well on that final track, uh, which I, I thought you were gonna pick this one for your favorite song. Yeah, I was, I was debating, but it's just like I think the duo is best represented on. Yes, yes, and there really isn't a duo on this last track, but it's Heights production, Darko rapping on the title track. You gotta have friends. Two extremely long verses one about the death of buzzy linhart one of darko's professional heroes and the other one about the death of peter eisen his personal one of his personal heroes and they are just so heartfelt especially that second verse just reminds me a lot of um his heavy yoke track he put out yeah last year you can i just feel like darko is really working through his grief through music and he's just i mean he's just doing the best that he can right but um, it just breaks your heart every time to hear this, to hear that from him. I feel so bad for him, but his tributes are so beautiful, and they come out so well every single time he puts out a tribute to to his heroes that have passed. And he's had a lot of them, too. Yeah. I, I just feel 
really bad. But this record specifically, um, I feel like just showcases the best talents from Darko and Height. They're such a great duo. They put out great music videos. Height's production is top notch. It just really speaks to the strength of both artists and put together. I think that sometimes artists can get in each other's way, but they only complement each other. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you explained that perfectly. Thank you. Next up, Jid with the Forever Story. Excellent, excellent cut. There's not a lot I can say about this one except for Jid, I think, is one of the best rap storytellers out right now. Yeah. I can uh, only echo what Rolling Stone, Stone said. Oh, they so we talked about uh, 84, and they're like, yeah, this is one of the greatest. <laughs> yeah, this is the greatest album of all time, you know, 84. If there was a word for storytelling, it would not allow it to be under Drake. <laughs> yes. yes. Um, he's just, he's so talented. Every production moment on here, every feature, every um, every story that he wants to tell, I feel like he does in such a, a masterful way. And that that closing cut on the extended edition, I think, yes. just ties a huge, that's a huge reason why this record made it onto the list. That's what I was going to say. So I liked this album before. I thought it was really good. I felt like the ending fell a little bit flat. And that was the thing that kind of always bummed me out about it. And then the, the 2007, the extended remix or the extended version of 2007 came out mm -hmm. and that put that song alone is so good. It could have put the album on here itself, but um, everything else like JD, like he can go fast. Like he can do the lyrical miracle, like oh, sure. high tech profile stuff off D's, but that's a proof for you. But it's like always the content matters it's not throwaway like he's not trying to do a, a eminem godzilla verse where nothing has any point whatsoever yeah like there's always a sense of character a, a sense of storytelling to his bars and a, 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 a like a, a mutual respect to the audience like he's just not throwing out garbage at you mm -hmm. like i feel like you can say the same for denzel curry like they also fall in the car but also like a diversity of styles is what plays a huge factor um because you got like surround sounds a little bit more trap you have money which was like this kid's choir is absolutely incredible uh you got like some more um like soulful cuts like brother man or brother brother nim brother them and yeah. sister them yeah <laughs> <laughs> yes but it, it doesn't really he doesn't he shows everything that he's got on here and it's incredible i didn't think it was really as good as dicaprio 2 when i first listened to it but the more time goes on this is definitely the better project yes yes i definitely agree um and then the next one i think i could say something very similar to kendrick mr morale and the golden corral <laughs> mr morale and the golden corral yeehaw yeehaw uh, just nothing what i expected from him and yet everything that i expected from him I think I said last week this was the best album that I never want to listen to again, <laughs> and I still stand by that. This is so it's such an exhausting record, and I just feel this pain for Kendrick um, and this like duality of his personality where he wants to be the voice of the black community. He wants to be the voice of the hood, but he also doesn't. He like doesn't want to be cast into the savior role. He doesn't want to take it anymore. And yet, he himself knows that he loves and craves the attention as a human yeah. being. It's just this fascinating duality that it he ex um, explains a lot and kind of experiments with on this record, while also being like a cultural touchstone. Like I mentioned, uh, talking about the heart part five, he's talking about all these different 
Like, what does the culture mean? What is the culture? Is it good? Is it bad? How do you fight against it or for it? How do you represent the culture of like the black community? And I think, um, his explanations are fascinating, whether right or wrong, um, to different people. And I have no say on that, but, um, whether right or wrong, he explains himself in a very elegant way. And I think a lot of his, um, stylistic choices pay off in dividends here. Yes. Record. I, when I, last week on Hawaii radio, I said, this is basically just damn, but like more fine tune Mm -hmm. because there's so like the palette of this is, like I mentioned, ID, JIDs being like, oh, it's R and B, and uh, there's like kill children's choir yeah, track. It's much more like narrow, yeah. scoped. Like, this is all over the place. Mm. You got a trap song with Kodak Black, which works. Couple of them. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, the other one's more like a poetic verse from Kodak Black, but like this is Silent Hill, Hill uh, which I hope he is alluding to the game and not. Just an actual yeah. very quiet hill. Not hear anything on. <laughs> um, but with like the gunshot noises as part of the drums, like like every kind of like trap cliche pops up, and like he's doing this mumble verse, but it works so well. <laughs> and then you got like we cry together. We cry together is one of the most theatrical c- cuts I've heard this year in music. It is is very uh, stage play esque, yeah. and it works so well. And the music video, if you haven't seen it, it's exactly everything it is. It should be. It's just one take through like a staged location, yeah. And it works so perfectly. But like them just shouting these poetic verses out of each other just works so incredibly well. You got um, N95, which is more of like a, a like a hit cut. I would say something similar to like DNA mm-hmm. off Damn. You got um, what else? Oh, Mother I Sober, uh, an amazing track with uh, Bethany Gibbons of Porter's yeah, Port- of uh, Porter's Head, and who ironically did music for Silent Hill Two at the <laughs> bowling alley. <laughs> I don't, did she, I don't know if she actually. That's not true. She is the trip hop. Yeah, no, the trip hop influence. Yeah, there's actually uh, Porter's Head posters in Silent Hill One. Really? Yeah, they're low scale. So, like on the PS One, you can't These see it. These all work together so well. I think <laughs> I think this is a new world order, personally. But uh, Kendrick talking about like his mom being abused and like how that affects his worldview and like whether it should or not is very just like complex and just like being highlighted by these this hook by Bethany Gibbons just makes it perfect. Um, yeah, I enjoyed this album. I thought it was going to be, like, I honestly had low hopes for it um, just because I felt like it was just going to be a grab bag. But this was a grab bag in, like, the best way possible. Yeah, and I also want to mention, like, I, something I just thought of when you were talking about, like, Mother I Sober. There are moments on here where Kendrick presents himself as, like, kind of a bad guy. Yeah. And I really appreciate that because, again, it's, like, the whole thing. Like, what is the culture and is it good or is it bad? And it talks about, like, the transphobia that can plague like the black community yeah. or he talks about like on uh, auntie diaries or he talks about like how he like, cheated on his wife <laughs> to like feed his power complex. And that's like uh, not a staple, but like it's kind of a common trope of the black community. Like yeah. why do black men cheat? And he explores that a little bit. He explores things like, um, 
There was one other one where he like lies about his cousin touching him or whatever. Yeah. And that's, how, that's in mother. That's another I sober okay. too. That's what made me think of it. It's like such a, you're right. Such a weird, like grab bag, but he's presenting himself in this way where he's like, I'm not perfect. And people will still treat me like I'm perfect. And I hate that, but I love that. It's yeah. just, it's fascinating. Every time I listen to it, there's something I catch. Yeah, but different. you will never listen to but it ever. I will ever. not listen to it again, ever. Uh, Forever and uh, ever. <laughs> Next up, I have Open Mic Eagle with a little bit of a lighter cut here. Component tape with the auto reverse. This is everything I wanted this record to be. I feel like every time Open Mike Eagle puts out something, I'm just like, wow, this is the best. Even Anime Trauma and Divorce, which I think a lot of people kind of wrote off. I was like, this is incredible, actually. Yeah. There's a lot of incredible cuts on here. And this one, just as well. He's bringing along Video Dave and... Um, still Rift. Still Rift, yeah, for the ride here. Uh, and, and on his tours and everything, they add such like a... a friendship kind of nuance yeah it's his, it's the backbone it's, it's like so fun this friendship between the three of them just builds this backbone and it feels like this is this easily could have been titled like open my giggle rides again yeah um i i was kind of worried that he might not make any music after yeah his last one it just sounds like that one really hurt on a personal level and for him to come back and make this and be in a totally new headspace and and bring along his friends and bring along new artists like Burner Account is on here um, with Armin Hammer. Such a great collaboration there. But then you also like turn the corner. You've got these very glitchy and and sample heavy like uh, Plunder Phonics inspired yeah. kind of things like um, 79th and Stony Island. Yeah. Excellent. For Doom, which I remember he posted when... Doom passed away and it's, but it's, this is like a newer, it's like a new version, version. of it. Like a, yeah. New a re-upped version of it. I, I really like that one. Um, he's just paying so much tribute to everyone that has inspired him. I feel like, um, he put out a playlist that I listened to a while ago that was like, these are all the different songs and artists that have inspired, um, auto component tape and, and how that, kind of feeds into this mixtape vibe. It, it really does feel like he sat down and just made this cassette tape for me and sent it in, in the mail to me. I was like, here you go, Trevor. This is stuff that you're going to like. And he really just kills it a hundred percent of the time across this whole project. I really enjoyed it. Um, I, as a companion piece as well, I've been listening to his podcast. He like re uh, rebooted secret skin which he quit doing a couple of years ago. And now he's doing it again, interviewing all these different artists. And, and he's got episodes where he's interviewing people like he collabed with. He did one about uh rap for five to the eye with stars. And he's got some where he's being interviewed about his records. And that just offers me so much insight to the creation of this record and his music and how he makes music and how he writes. Um, it's just all fascinating. I really like this one. I've invested a lot of time into this. Uh, next up, push a T. It's almost dry. This reminds me of a simpler time. <laughs> yeah, back in June when uh, there wasn't a certain Nazi running around. <laughs> it's, it really does. So before Pusha T stepped down from good music and renounced uh, the teachings of Ye, <laughs> as he did like yesterday, I think uh, he's not the president anymore. He's not the president. I th of anything. Of anything. No. Who's running our country? I don't know, dude. <laughs> 
<laughs> you telling me Tricky Joe's running our country, not Pusha T? Tricky Joe's very funny name. I like that. I mean, feel like he's kind of. Um, it reminds me of like the. I think they're Turkish like ice cream vendors with they have the ice cream on the spoon and they like take your cone and stuff. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. That's what Joe. It's just I just imagine he's just doing the thumb trick where it's like, ooh, tricky ooh. Joe. He got the hands behind his back and he comes out and his fingers are connected. <laughs> Love that, uh, tricky Joe. The entire Dem- Democratic National Convention was floored. <laughs> I would have been. He would have got my vote. I would have pissed myself. <laughs> it's just right there. How does he do it? Um, anyway, push it to I almost like. I don't know. It's almost too simple. It's too easy of an answer to put this on here. Yeah. If you want to hear rap about one thing, Push is your guy. Or Freddie Gibbs. <laughs> or Freddie Gibbs is your guy. <laughs> but I think Pusha just puts out the better music this year. Everything it goes so hard and is so fun to listen to. It's just so fun to bump this at the highest volume. Yeah. And listen and sing along about things that I've never done and never will do in my entire life. Yeah, Diet Coke is literally like a stereotype track for Pusha T. Like he's, it's like these are like speaker tester kind of. Songs. It's like Pusha T type beat, or you like you made a Pusha T AI, and that's what came out. But it works so well. Like it's just it's thumping, it's charismatic, it's flashy. It's just everything it needs to be, and it's just well-performed. It's just quality. Quality across this entire thing. The whole, yeah, the whole time. It's just quality, quality, quality. Um, Pharrell does half the beats on here. Ye does half the beats on here. Regardless of politics, I think that they stand pretty well as equals. I think that they both put their heart and soul into this project, and Pusha just brought on the best collaborators. I love Neck and Wrist with Jay-Z. And Pharrell, uh, Jay-Z brings such a funny verse. I really enjoy it. It feels really out of character for him, but I love it. Let the smokers shine the coops. He did the track with Nego. Um, and then my favorite, Dreaming of the Past with Kanye. Um, for two seconds. <laughs> literally anything that Kanye does cannot ruin this track. The Donny Hathaway sample with the Jealous Guy cover sped up a little bit. Pusha shows off his vocals, and I'm sitting here floored because I didn't realize that he could sing. <laughs> Incredible. I love, I love, love, love this record. And it seems, like I said, it seems so easy because this is all stuff that we've, like, heard before. Yeah. But it doesn't have to be groundbreaking to be good. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't have to be groundbreaking to be some of the best of yeah. the year. I, I really enjoyed this one. Um, next, I've got Soul Glow with Diaspora Problems. This record was probably the one that I expected to like uh, the least. No, that, that doesn't make I'm any surprised sense. you like this, this record. Exactly. This is, this this is, is not a Trevor I, M.O. I record. I did not expect to like at all. But I listened to it, and I was, again, just floored. I was just blown away by the whole project. I'm not, like, big on hardcore music, but I have grown to appreciate it. And I really like punk music, especially, like, post-punk. Uh, that's coming out now. Like we've got a lot of really great post-punk in the UK, but uh, I'm sure you'll talk about this better than I will, but like, you're right. Every type of punk that they could have possibly done mixed with these elements of like hip hop and just like 
pop punk stuff that you'd hear on the radio. Yeah. And just this like thrashing around and the political statements, the razor sharp lyrics just getting pummeled by every single song after song after song. It's like being on the speeding train and all of a sudden you get hit with the very last track and we're all singing this group vocal together. It's very melodic. <laughs> and then I find myself at the end of the album and I'm like, Hey, that was pretty good. It's and my hair's all blown back, and I'm like bleeding, and I have a black eye. This was the album that took the longest to click for me because, like, I love the opening track, uh, who, um, Gold J Punk, who got my ass, my favorite song of the year. But I felt like every time I would find a groove, they would find a new way to kick me off. And that's kind of what I grew to love about it. It's yeah, it's just, like once you get used to something, they're already on to the next thing. It's just like, you pre- <laughs> oh, you're prepared for this? Fuck you. Exactly. And that's what I'm talking about. That very last track, the spiritual level of gang shit, and everybody's singing along at the end. They hang on to that. They hang on to that group vocal for just long enough that I'm standing there with my arms around everybody in the pit, and I'm singing <laughs> along with everybody, and then it's like, poof, they're all gone. <laughs> it's just, just me. <laughs> Uh, yes. Uh, what an incredible record. I I love this one. It makes me want to skank really hard. Oh, there is there's some ska. I forgot to mention there's some ska influences because there is some like horns on some of these tracks. So it is every type there of punk. Is ska punk. Yeah. Yeah. Real big fish. I think. Is Real on. big fish. Dickie is on Barrett here. is on this record somewhere, and you have to find him. <laughs> we need your help to find <laughs> Dickie Barrett. Tricky Dicky. Tricky Joe yeah. on this record. Um, and then. My last one of the normals is Viagra Boys Cave World. And all I can say is I want to go to Cave World. Cave World sounds Cave World sounds like it's close to Spooky Island. Cave World <laughs> sounds like it is in the Petrified Forest. <laughs> yeah, I think. Um, Viagra Boys, I think, have just been improving and improving and improving their craft since the first music that they put out. Yeah, and. Um, I mean, you want to say like, oh, obviously that's what you're supposed to do as a musician, but they're just always pushing the envelope and just getting better and better. And I feel like this is their crowning jewel since so far. This is their, this is their biggest achievement yeah. so far. Um, all of their songs, you can get really funny songs like ain't no thief, but then you can, and big boy, like what is going on in big boy? Yeah. I have no J- idea. Jason Williamson of sleeper mods is there for some reason, but <laughs> yeah, it, and it again, like this, like, kind of ballyhoo track you again know I mean? and it works because it's like there's this like um like trailer park trash quality to everything that viagra boys do that works and jason williamson is able to fill it in because he feels like one of those pretentious drews dudes that would live in a trailer park that would be like oh i know everything but he also still lives in a trailer park <laughs> yeah he's like uh, carl from aqua team yeah <laughs> <laughs> That's what I think of it. Really. <laughs> uh, but I I love how silly they can be and then immediately switch to something like more serious. Yeah. And like troglodyte specifically is like a more uh, I use air quotes for serious cuz they're talking about troglodytes but like the way that they uh equate that to like an incel basically in America <laughs> or really anywhere they're not even from America, but I feel like they perfectly encapsulate American culture so well as outsiders, and they just have this whole like chokehold on uh, the Republicans <laughs> and how how they are acting, 
and I love Can this last track. everyone say Republicans like... like that from now on? Uh, Republicans. <laughs> You're gonna say it in secret, else like uh, George Bush they is gonna come and grab me. you. They might hear me. Um, but like they they can combine this like silly wacky uh, return to monkey be a monkey um, <laughs> thing with also like being an incel. I don't know. The music is bumping. It's thrashing. There are some great guitar grooves on here. Um, I love, I love uh, Sebastian Murphy's vocals. I love the drumming. I love everything about this record from a melodic standpoint, but then also from like a political standpoint and a lyricism standpoint, they just have this perfect blend of silly and serious. Yeah. And every time they get too serious, they, they back it off a little bit. They cut the edge with, like, they're killing each other with sticks and <laughs> bones, man. Like, this crazy Again, Bray stuff. Wyatt. <laughs> or, like, the, ooh, <laughs> the monkey noises that they put in everywhere. But then every time they get too ser- every time they get too silly, they reel it in a little bit. It never gets too far one way. But it's this constant balancing act where I feel like I'm almost at the edge of the platform, about to fall off, and then a giant shy guy falls on the other end and I'm rolling towards the other end. <laughs> I, I like to think return, uh, return to monkeys based on the meme that I saw a couple years ago, where it's like a evolutionary chart. I think, it, at I the think end, it is truly at the end. It's fuck. I want to go back. And it's just, it's the Kanye West, uh, Jesus noise. <laughs> turns back to monkey. I, I it's nice to know Viagra boys is, are watching the similar memes as to me. I think they, I think they are pretty meme. <laughs> um, and then I've got a couple more before my big, my big reveal. My honorable mention is Quelle Chris with death fame. I didn't get to spend as much time with this one as I wanted to, but after meeting Quelle at the black midi concert and seeing him perform live. Oh, like the I performance just, itself is what, made me want to go back and appreciate this album. Exactly. I mean, I love Quelle and I have loved every album that he has put out besides maybe innocent country too. I thought that one was like pretty good, but it didn't quite pass that threshold. Yeah. And this one, I feel like I could learn to love. There are so many incredible tracks on here. Uh, one of my favorites is um, the sky is red because the sunset is blue or whatever. sky's blue because the sunset's red <laughs> i don't know it's got pink sifu on it um just an incredible instrumental that just plays itself out so well it's so soulful so melancholy there are so many excellent performances from quelle on here um it almost broke that top 10 but i just couldn't in good conscience do it so i can't wait to return this return to death fame again my favorite ep of the year I've talked about it before. DJ Premier Hip Hop 50 Volume 1. And I did find out more information about Hip Hop 50. Um, so there is going to be 10 EPs. And they already announced who's going to be doing the other ones. So okay, let's, I'm ready. Okay. So I was I was actually, because th- I watched the Fantano video. Uh, he did like his EPs last night. And he mentioned that. I was like, oh, yeah, shit. I forgot about that. Trevor was like clamoring about that. Every track on here is incredible. But I was like, yeah, I want to play that Slick Rick track today because it's weird. <laughs> Isn't it good? <laughs> it's so good. Um, so DJ Premier, the first one is based on the early years of hip hop. And it will be followed by, I guess in this order, Swizz Beats for the East Coast, Mustard for the West Coast, The Dream for R&B, Mike Will Made It for the South, No ID for the Midwest, Hit Boy, uh, for lyricism, take a day trip for the alternative sounds of hip hop and Taney demonstrating the genre's global reach. I took a screenshot of this. I do not know where I got the screenshot because I did not 
that's the, that was that was actually from DJ Premier's computer. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> actually, Nas's computer. He's uh, like, I type it in. <laughs> so, I'm, hearing that makes me really excited for what's coming up next. I can't wait to hear this different stuff. I'm most excited for uh, uh, Mike Will made it. Yeah, no, this and is most excited for Take a Day Trip. I just, yeah, I can't wait to see what kind of. I wouldn't they be pull interested in. in a Take a Day Trip album, but this EP concept I feel will be really cool because there's just like the first one was so quality. Like you look at who's on it: Run the Jewels, Slick Rick, Little Wayne, Nas, uh, Remy Ma, Remy Ma, Rhapsody, yeah, Joey. Uh, it just pulls so many different great artists to either rap over old school beats or ones that can like encapsulate that old school style as well as actual like old school artists like Remy Ma, Slick Rick. Like these are legacy acts that are pulled in to rap with like newer acts and they just gel so well. I I really enjoyed that lat this EP and I cannot wait to see what comes next. DJ Premier just does an awesome job encapsulating that sound it feels like i played this around some uh maybe not so like inclined to hip-hop friends and they're like how old is this track (laughs) (laughs) this came out this year um yeah i really love this one i can't wait to see what comes next but my favorite album of the whole year is black midi's hellfire um i couldn't be anything else this is the one that anna hated the most and i loved the (laughs) most and i was just blown away by every single track on here or just about every single track on here it uh i feel like jordy greep is this perfect narrator coming at you like uh crypt keeper style yeah no i was trying to think of like what is that voice style crypt keeper yeah he's <laughs> like the crypt keeper at the beginning he's like oh come in come in and he's talking about this different stories it's like he's opening up these these books and we're seeing glimpses into these I keep using old world sensibilities, but I cannot think of a better way to like pose that. It feels like we're in old Europe witnessing these like <laughs> we're on the Eastern Front. <laughs> kind of. It's, that's <laughs> what it feels like. One. Like Welcome to Hell is not like about Afghanistan. <laughs> it's about like it's about like World War One. Yeah. Uh, Welcome to Hell is a very pre nine eleven track. <laughs> Am I right, folks? Am I right, folks? Or like um, Sugar Tzu. I love these like crazy fast baseline arpeggios that that they do. And the story behind it is fascinating to me. This is a very pre-9-11 track. (laughs) Boxing will never be this popular again. This is like golden age of boxing. Pulling down the, the microphone from the ceiling and talking into it. I love it. Eat Men Eat reminds me of like Dune, very pre 9 11 track. <laughs> it's like, it's like this old story. It's got these like desert sounding uh, guitar riffs, and the premise of the story is crazy. The mining company like poisoning everybody on their last day so he can harvest their organs. <laughs> How do you come up with this stuff? How do you come up with this stuff? I just, I can't get over how crazy this stuff sounds. And each song is this little like self-contained story that Jordy Greep is telling you, and you, you can't leave his house. You're not allowed to leave the house or he'll kill you. But the playing on here is incredible. The melodies on here is everything I wanted Black Midi to explore. I didn't quite care for Cavalcade as much as I wanted to because I think it got into this kind of like atonal, too like noisy territory. It's, it's more cohesive. I would say this is less cohesive, but better. 
I think it's less cohesive story-wise, but that golden thread through it of Jordy Greep telling you stories because you're trapped in his house <laughs> is is such a great like golden thread that leads through the whole thing. And then finally, you end with 27 questions. And I've said it once. I'll say it multiple more multiple more times. I'm so glad that we didn't hear this one before the record came out. I'm glad that we didn't get a sneak preview of this at the Cleveland Black Midi concert because I think the impact of this track would have been lost a little bit had I not heard it and been able to understand everything that he was saying. This whole concept of asking the devil all these questions before you're about to die and like everybody coming to the town square to watch you perform like an old style circus show and then he just like sings totally acapella all these like crazy questions um i just i love this record to death i love i think every concept that they try on here they just nail completely and every story on here is unique and compelling every performance on here is just so wild but works so well um every one of these guys is such a skilled musician I just, I really love this record. It can't be anything else. My favorite can't be anything else. I don't think I can describe anything you said about that record uh, better than you did. So I don't think I'm going to do anything. So that's your favorite record of the year. Yep. It's time to get in mind. We're gonna, uh, I'm just going to go through the ones that we already kind of discussed. So we talked about Viagra Boys, K-World. That was one of my favorites of this year. Uh, High Keach and Dark of the Super, You Gotta Have Friends, was one of my favorites. J.I.D. The Never Story was one of my favorites. Black Midi Hellfire was one of my favorites it's on the list. Soul Glow is on the list. Uh, Kendrick Lamar, Mr. Morale, and the Big Steppers was on the list. And that is... That's like the most of them. Most of them. And there's some I want to talk about. I have the first uh, one we I, we didn't say anything about. It's The Weeknd's Dawn FM. This is the pop record of the year, in my opinion. This is what pop should be. Um, because I remember what everyone's like saying, Weeknd's king of pop, or he's like the king of R&B, and all this other stuff. And he, like they were comparing him to like other Michael more Jackson. yeah like other more talented artists who f- had more personality or chemistry or northern pf- boys more northern boys <laughs> but just like i remember that my love my dear melancholy ep and people were like this is great this is fantastic and i was like this is so fucking lame like <laughs> he had other singles before that like starboy and stuff that were very exciting and bold but like this is just lame and then he put out uh what was his album before this? Um, after Hours. After Hours. And that was like a big step. I'm like, wow, I actually enjoy a weekend record for once. And then after Donna FM is just the cherry on top. This is like the 10 Tricks Point Never production and influence and experimental, like like his wide base of like everything that he's made, whether it be like Vaporwave or uh like um yeah just like all that wide base is being consolidated to a pop background so you got pop that's has expanded roots um there's also max martin's on this he produced baby uh britney spears baby one more time and backstreet boys i want it that way oh, so, he's the biggest name in pop production he's second second songwriting grammys only to john lennon and paul mccartney as a duo he's yeah. got like the second most grammys for songwriting credits and uh, so, like, the base of this is incredible of, like, what's the backbone of this. But, like, Weekend really, it's it's a radio gimmick, which we've gotten before. 
Yeah, that's nothing but, unique. But people like the, are saying that it is, but it's not. It's just done so well. Here. What it is is the narrator being Jim Carrey is the Grinch is so good. Like you got an actor, someone who not even someone who's like on radio, like hearing like Big Boy on a track, like not the rapper, the DJ Big Boy, oh. like uh, <laughs> California like radio DJ. How about Howard Stern? I think that might be a better. One. Yeah, but like hearing like actual DJs is kind of like lame, you know. Like yeah. I want I want to hear something new, like something I'm not expecting, and that's what this Jim Carrey was. He has his own track on the end where he reads off a poem, poem, the Phantom Regret. That's oh, incredible. That's one of my favorite tracks. So good. But this album's just so addictive, and it it starts off so strong too, uh, with like the Don FM intro going to the gasoline. It's like incredible, and like Jim Carrey's interludes are so nice and like so like uncanny in a sense. Like they just feel like they're from like an alternate tie life, like hip and hypnagogic like sense to mm-hmm, them mm-hmm. from a time period that doesn't exist. Uh, but like gasoline, how do I make you love me? Sacrifice, hold my breath, less than zero, out of time, all hits. Um. The only thing I can say bad about it is the features are lame. Like, Little Wayne's bad, but he tries. And Tyler, you would think they'd be good, too. <laughs> Tyler Creator does not try. He's talking about getting a home loan. He's talking about getting a home equity line of credit. It's <laughs> lame. But, uh, yeah, I love this. This is my favorite pop release of the year. Uh, next, I want to talk about Cheek Face, Too Much to Ask. This was... Uh, Essentially, their last record just bumped up even crazier. What was their last one? I can't even remember. That was last year. Emphatically, no. Emphatically, no. I'm losing sense With of the time. the lawn chair on it. Yeah. This one has a dog. That's how you differentiate it. Better. better. <laughs> um, but, yeah, Great Cats, his, like, spoke, his uh, sing-talky thingy, like, is more expanded. He has a more versatile performance on this. Like, there's more metaphors that actually, like, mean something instead of just, like, similes to other things, you know? It's less family guy. Oh, you remember that one time and then the jump cuts? I wish you I just want to clip that part and say, it's less family guy. (laughs) Nothing. reminds me of... I don't want to bring this too off rails. Do you remember the, the Doom clip where he's on Adult Swim for Christmas? Yeah. And he goes, Family Guy. <laughs> so funny. That's what that reminds me of. But it's like, it's less like Family Guy. Oh, funny joke, jump cut, and more like. He's cut away. Yeah. Yeah. Like, this actually relates to something we're talking about currently. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, less like non sequiturs and he's actually making sense. Yeah. Like we need a bigger, bigger dumpster is like the best, like absurdist take on COVID you could ever come up with. And it's hilarious. Uh, but like feature singer is really funny where he talks about how he wants to be a feature singer on EDM track and all like the stupid things that comes with. But yeah, this is like, it's funny. It's humorous. It's absurd, but it also like, is condensed into being less uh, cut to humor or like millennial humor, even though yes, there's millennial exa- humor. That's on what, it. exactly what I was about to say. This has way less millennial humor than their last record, and it's it. I think it's funnier because of it, but it's also more poignant because they have less like cutaway gags and non sequiturs. They are actually making somewhat of a point on yeah. here. While also, like, being funny. Yeah. Uh, next, I got Deluxe with Do You Need a Release. This album, I've said it before, it goes way too fucking hard for no reason. Uh, 
it, ha- it covers uh, not only like post disco tracks or like uh, electronica tracks, but like there's also like piano ballad, like Morning Misses Me on here. It's really like like slow 90s based like movie indie pop ballad type mm-hmm. deal. You know, like the vibe, like that everyone tries to go for, like trying to be a cinematic like score to like a Disney movie. <laughs> but like it, it succeeds really well. Then there's also like What's Live, which is a more like Talking Heads, like new age kind of like vibe and it kind of yeah, like like singing bowls and then like the bulk of this album is just like some of the hardest like of course it's minimum because it's disco but it's just like it's some of the most like just straight to the point thumping electronica like mixing with indietronica that you'll hear all year it's absolutely incredible, and I don't I don't really need to say much more about that. Uh, Validation is the best example of this, and uh, On and On is also another good one, but yeah, absolutely incredible. Next, I have Kenny Beats with Louie. Uh, this is one of the best just experiences I had with an album this year mm-hmm. as a whole, because I remember driving to work with it, and like my commute was pretty much the length of this album. I think I maybe needed to stop and get gas or something like that, but I, I was able to listen to this album pretty much in like one sitting. That kind of reminds me of how we talked about, like, Push's last album and um, Kids See Ghosts. It was so easy to listen to in just, like, one sitting or a drive. But it's not the length that really made this one. No, but it's like, it allows you to experience it all at once. Yeah. And that makes you, I think, appreciate it more. Yeah. But, like, it's Kenny Beats, who's, uh, notably, he's done work with everyone under the sun. Zach uh, Fox. Zach Fox, <laughs> JPEG Mafia, Denzel. Uh, Pink Sifu, Denzel, uh, everyone, I'm trying Rico to think. Rico, Nasty. yeah. Um, just literally everyone. And this album is dedicated to his dad, and it kind of... It, it, I feel like it's more of just a collage of memories that he has about his dad or feelings he has towards his dad. Yeah, it's like listening to a scrapbook. Yeah. Um, and, like, none of the tracks are super long, which I think that works. That Overall, I'm like, I don't think really has a huge dependent on it. But the tracks being two minutes, n- not having any, like, verses. There's no, like, rapper coming on. You'll have JPEG Mafia. I want to drop some ad-libs. Or Pink Sifu has some Slow ad-libs. Time. Slow Tab, like, mumbles some, like, fuck your mother or something like that. <laughs> and it it works this is a dad album (laughs) (laughs) and uh yeah it's a collage it's like plunder phonics it's like mad lib um trying to think the other jay dilla like era hip-hop instrumental fundamentals if that makes sense Mm -hmm. not really like the overall style or it's like it's not i would feel as flashy or as bright as that but or sample heavy but it does have the same natural like tone if that yeah it's very naturalistic very human yeah i think that's the biggest thing about it it's very human yeah and it's uh just again a big collage to his father and it works out so perfectly okay my album of the year you ready for this Black Country New Road, and from up there. Funk Wave Bounces. <laughs> funk Wave Bounces too. <laughs> Better than the first, I gotta say. Whoa. I really I really like that track with um I'm gonna say Twenty One Savage. <laughs> that sounds like something that's on that album. <laughs> I know Young Thug's on there. <laughs> uh but Black Country New Road, Ants from Up There. This is the album I listened to the most this year. I couldn't get enough of it. Uh Trevor, like we talked earlier, Trevor said like any song or like so many songs from this could have been singles. I literally think like that's what makes it great is every pretty much every song could have been a single. 
It's like the same thing we said about Song Machine 1. Yeah. It's just like, it's all bangers, all no filler. And like, there's there is those like moments where it's a little bit experimental or it's like just doing an instrumental moment or something like that, doing filling. But it's still like as beautiful or as gripping as every other track on there. Um, and I'm very, like, I don't, it's just a beautiful album. You don't have to explain more than that. Isaac Woods, like his muted voice, quirky, nerdy indie writer, but it's like he does have a boldness to him that projects over these tracks, and he is able to carry his weight in his voice, and it isn't as much sing-talky as it was on the last album, or just like narration, it felt like at times. This is like actual gripping performances, theatrical performances, him, uh, especially Chaos Space Marine. It feels like he's in an epic, prescribing like, all the details of what's happening in this like love story. Yeah. And it, it works so well. Um, and I, he, he is an interesting character on his own. He is not what's required to play black country, new road, black country, new road. I, I have no doubt that uh black country, new road will be fine because they also have uh, as a vocalist, Georgia Ellery, who's in jockstrap. And now we didn't really talk about great album as well. Just didn't make the cut. Um, and they also did tracks with, um, oh my god, I can't think of his names. TV stars, television stars. It's the name of the cut. I can't remember his name from Ethan. like Ethan B. Flynn. Yeah, he, like they, even like a feature presenter like that. Yeah, that is yeah. one of my favorite Black Country Negro cuts. Is that song? I think that Ethan could become the next full time vocalist. Like they don't, they, they don't. They need, could, but they're they're just gonna have switch off. They don't even need a full-time vocalist. Exactly. Like they can switch that's off what they're and doing. these cuts can be still fantastic. Uh yeah, that's my favorite record of this year. I feel like it's a lot of people's favorite record of this year. It may be like the safe pick, but it's the album I listen to the most and couldn't get enough of. And uh no we, big thief on here. No big th- no Sorry guys. Th- there's no big thief cuz it wasn't big enough for me to find. I have alarm system. If you want 25% off of your Century Alarm system, use the code Anthony and Todd on their website. Use the code Big Meat on their website. Just call AT&T or ADT and just say Big Meat and they'll know what you're talking about. Okay. Here's your free camera. Uh, yeah, so this has been the best of 2022. Uh, I'm surprised. This has been like one of the favorite things I've done in a while. I really liked it. We big good memory happened around here. I'm really glad that this year panned out the way it is. I feel like I'm ready for 2023 because I'm ready because I'm ready to just restart. I, have, <laughs> I always fall so behind come the end of the year and I'm like, shoot, I missed out on so many good things and it's impossible to it's impossible to keep up at some point. Yeah. There's just too many things that you hear about. Yeah, but uh, next year's going to be big. we got new gorillas. I'm trying to think of any of the We'll other. talk about this later on the next one. Oh, next one? We'll talk about this in the future. Okay. But, uh, yeah, I'm Vincent. He's Trevor. This I'm is Trevor. Anthony and Todd Show, and thank you for listening. Uh, if you want to follow us on uh, social media and find us on Turntable Cat on TikTok, Turntable underscore Cat on Instagram, on YouTube, it's youtube.com forward slash Turntable Cat or at Turntable Cat. You can listen to Anthony and Todd's show uh, by searching it in your favorite podcast browser, whatever that may be. You can find our show, our ra- weekly radio show, Ahoy Radio, on uh, Mixcloud by typing in mixcloud.com slash turntablecat. And you can listen and stream that for free. You don't even need to pay. Ooh. You just need to just click and then it plays. 
Can you listen to some of our favorite tunes over whatever the last week or so? And yeah, thank you for listening. Until next time, guys. Uh, see ya. Bye. Goodbye. 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 Thank you. Goodbye.